This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley underbelly. Down on the docks on the other side of the track, speakeasy dive bar style podcast up and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to on that Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. And listen, it doesn't matter where you're getting it. We're down with that as long as you're liking, subscribing, following, all that good stuff. And hey, if you're checking us out on YouTube, it wouldn't hurt to subscribe. You'll know when all the new content will drop. There'll never be a mystery uh we are back here i am still up in seattle i am at the boxcar ale house if you're watching on youtube the cool thing about the boxcar ale house they have this insert of the uh, wall from t-mobile park actually it's from the safeco field years from the 25th anniversary of the mariners uh nice place right here right here in magnolia right in the inner bay area you guys should come check it out um, also, if you're liking the gear, we had a lot of requests of the gear down at All Star Week. We ran out of swag. You can hit up by you can hit up at simply.cora. That's at simply.cora. You can check her out on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and slide into her DMs. Tell her you want to order some gear. She'll take care of you. Um, as far as our next uh, podcast down there around T-Mobile Park, we will be down there. Haven't figured it out yet, either the Friday or the Saturday, maybe the Sunday of the Toronto series. Come check us out, unless we're over at Taylor Swift, right, Hanno? And again, uh, (laughs) with me up in Edmonds tonight, up in the studio, we got Hanno and Edmonds. How's it going, pal? Going pretty good. Hanno, uh... What would you have more interest in going to the uh, Mariners Toronto series or going over to the Taylor Swift concert at Lumen Field this weekend if you had a choice? Well, you'll get more hits over at Taylor Swift. So, I mean, as a baseball fan, I'll probably go to Taylor Swift's concert. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're not all peaches and cream that the Mariners uh, – Salvage one victory here to avoid the sweep to kick off 
you know, the, the big Tim game homestand post the all-star break. No, the all-star break was awesome, but coming into this series, excited. What a buzzkill. Definitely, what, what a buzzkill. There is, even in this victory today, not very many good competitive at-bats. I don't care how much Dave Sims, Gary Hill, Angie Mentek, whoever the Aussie, whoever, whoever's doing the shit, Goldie, don't try to sell us on this. This was some terrible, terrible at-bats this weekend. Non-competitive, and that's the worst. Yeah, they kind of reverted back into old habits. Very excited coming into the break. A big 7-3 and three, uh, record. Uh, competitive at-bats, good pitching. And uh, they pulled off three consecutive series against playoff caliber teams. And coming into this, you know, after the All-Star break, you look at the schedule and you got the Central uh, starting off with Detroit, then Minnesota. And you're thinking, oh, they're around 500 um, or below. The Central is probably one of the weaker divisions in Major League Baseball. You're thinking you're going to make some hay. But, yeah, coming in on that Friday and Saturday uh, with your two All-Star pitchers going, um, and coming out with two losses, and then today with you know Jared Kelnick with a nice double and big dumper with a home run that was all you could afford offensively. But it was nice to see the young guy come back and Bryce Miller go five innings yeah. and then four shutout innings from your bullpen. So, hey, that's a Mariner victory, you got to take some solace in that. But other than that, it was kind of a downer, in my opinion. It, it definitely was a downer, and and it and only a two to nothing victory. I, I, you know, you know, uh, it's a close victory. I'll take it. Sure, I'll take it. They all count. But uh, you, you talk about Jared Kelnick, and you talk about Dumper's home run today, and then besides what JP's been doing in the series, that's it for for hitting. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was thinking about today and JP. I mean, credit him. He's really came on, improved his hitting. Uh, really hitting the ball hard, showing a lot more power. You know, he was on, what, four times uh, today and multiple other times throughout the series. But it kills me to say that J.P. Crawford is probably the best Mariner hitter. That sucks to yeah. me. It does. It does. It's, That's it's not no, just no disrespect I'm, to J.P. I'm glad you said that. None at all. No. J.P.'s, JP's putting together a pretty decent season. I think at the end of the season, you're going to go back and look, and he might be. He might be. Let's hope not, just because we have, you know, table clearers in this lineup. How long are they going to still be in our lineup? Uh, or a Mariner? That remains to be seen. We'll probably know more than that, obviously, here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, before anybody else gets upset listening to this and being like, hey, there's, there's a couple more hits, you know, if the nerds want to get on me. There, yes, there was. There, uh, AJ Pollock and Dylan Moore pitched in with some with some big hits. So again, we're talking about two bench guys that contributed, and our leadoff hitter and our catcher that didn't play every game. And then, yeah, JK who didn't even start on Friday. And I want to take it back to that that Friday game. I know there's a tough lefty on the mound, you know, or a lefty. You don't have JK in there. You, you don't have Dumper in there. I mean, what is this? Dumper doesn't swing right-handed now. Um, I know what uh, all but one of his home runs are home runs. 
I, I know you can't play your catcher every day, but um, you don't have Ford in there. Yeah, he's a lefty, but uh, he's been literally killing the ball. I just feel like at this point of the season and w- the hole you've dug yourself into, you got to play who's hot. So right away, I just thought that lineup on Friday was very weird. I mean, they did, they did honestly, that lineup, though, I do have to say, honestly contributed the most in this series. And it, it turned out to be a loss. It turned out to not be a lot. We left the bases loaded. We saw Ty France, uh, you know, get hosed on a call. I will say that. But he shouldn't be getting kicked out of the game either over it. Um, we can't afford these things. We've painted the Mariners have painted themselves into a corner that they can't do this. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I mean, you mentioned there was their best game hitting. I mean, still only six hits in that game. Um, yeah, the Mariners, from what I've seen, unless they're they're not winning games, only getting six hits. Um, but coming out of the break, maybe a little rusty. I mean, you still had um, Teo and, and Gino, each with a three Ks. Um, the Mariners still had 13 Ks in that game. But, yeah, it was a tough game. I'm with you. I, I, I would hope it gets to some point. I mean, I understand the analytics, and but sometimes it's like just throw it out the window and let's just play the best team. And uh, that's not how the Mariners, you know, put, in their, put out their lineup. So – but like you mentioned, uh, Dylan Moore uh, was inches away from a grand slam. And then Pollock, too, uh, had one hit, but still not enough. No, and I, I do, I'm not even looking at the stat sheets right now. I'm looking at nothing except for, for you here on the stream. I bet you, tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. The Mariners got six hits, then they got three hits, then they got six hits. So they got 15 hits over three games against the, the sure. I listen, I, I know that there's major leaguers on the other side of, of the lines, you know, but, and yes, our all-star pitchers didn't go out and have the greatest games. And, you know, they gave up, you know, runs to the 29th best hitting team. So it's like, well, I know you could take this narrative of like, hey, the pitchers weren't there for us. But my feeling behind it is if your offense can be out hit in a game to back to back or in a series by the wor- the second to worst, what, what, Oakland is the next worst hitting team and your pitcher goes out there and they can't do it, you can't mount a comeback on that. That's That's tough. And it's not an isolated incident. It's not an isolated incident. Yeah, I mean, and also in that game, you mentioned Pollock got a hit. I mean, he also was in a, a contra- I wouldn't say controversial, but a base running situation where he decided not to go um, yeah. on third base when the infield was in. Uh, he read the ball, in my opinion, kind of read it wrong. Um, maybe it was not on contact, but still um, those kind of things. And a lot of base running, as we've talked about, has cost us to, uh games throughout the year and that was one that you know had a lot of Mariner fans including myself shaking our head at that yeah yes that uh, there is a lot of weird base running in the game we had that we uh I'm okay with Eugenio holding that at third I believe in one of the plays it was hit very hard out to left field 
And then we had the thing with Julio. It, it eventually got reversed in into our favor, but there was something off about that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Jared Kellnick came in the game off after not starting, uh, laced one in the left center field gap. Julio was on first base. Uh, the center fielder made a you know a full out a full all out dive. Did not come up with it, so the ball goes all the way to the wall. Julio's on first, and with his speed, you expect him to score easily. Um, to me, it looked like he assumed that it was an easy score for him, and the way he rounded third, it doesn't look like he was going at full speed, which made a close play. Um, yes, he was called safe after review, but he was somewhat, as he came up after that slide, looked a little bit shaken up, but he ended up being okay. But those are just the type of things where – you, you kind of are real critical of when this team isn't playing as sharp as it should. And you kind of question some things that go on as you watch the games. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and speaking of not sharp, I I'm surprised at this point we haven't had some of our outfielders just completely mow each other over yet. We've had too many of these close car calls. And this goes even a little bit going back into last year too. No, you're right. There's been a you know Hanniger and Julio, JK and Julio, and I mean it's. It makes sense. You know, the center fielder is going to be involved in either side of the ball. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned things that are still going on in uh, two games in this series against Detroit. Uh, the first one, when there was hit one in the right center, Julio and Teo were converging on, converging on it. And uh, it looked like Teo lifted his eyes a little bit because he could sense Julio was coming and kind of hesitated and had some alligator arms and didn't extend for it. And then in the third game today, they actually made the catch, but they did run into each other. And it's, it, it's so, it, it just makes no sense. It's happened at least, a, you know, over a, I, I mean, I can count on at least two hands how many times yeah. it feels like it happened. And it, I mean, do these guys practice or talk about it? It's just, it, it's, it's maddening. It is. And all of them speak the same languages out there, whether it's English or it's Spanish. And there's, I don't understand the communication that's going on out in the outfield at times. We've seen the sloppy base running uh, over and over and over again. Um, this team isn't prepared and it sucks. 
and so when you sit there and uh, you read stuff where people are going after the coaches and going after the organization and stuff like that, I mean, it's hard to argue that at times. That I do feel like it's over-exaggerated, and you know, the individual's got to go out there and do it, but... When it just keeps happening again and again and again, where's the message? Well, it's kind of tough when you have a bench, you know, the, like we do. So there's really no fear, you know? You don't have – there's nobody on this team that's on our bench that is close to taking anybody's job on the field. There's no competition. There's no competition. On your bench, you have Dylan Moore. You have Caballero. Uh, you have a Wong when Caballero's in the game. You have AJ Pollock, and let's. Uh, we also Tom have Murphy. Uh, Tom Murphy. Your backup catcher, yeah. Are any is Cal Raleigh scared he's taking this job? No. Um, I think the biggest competition you have is for second base, and that's a competition of futility. Uh, no disrespect to what Caballero does, but. He's supposed to be a role player right now in the stage in his career of where he's from. He comes in, he irritates, you know, the pitchers. Uh, he gets on the bases, he runs it smart, but that's what somebody coming off the bench is supposed to do. Um, I don't know why you have a roster that has Wong, Caballero, and Dylan Moore. Somebody could argue me and go, well, Dylan Moore plays uh, – multiple positions for but that hasn't been a problem like if we need another outfielder we got pollock um uh i mean for me you look at those three none of them are a threat like i think between those three people they have three home runs uh i don't know how many hits they have i want i would like to say less than 30 altogether um, maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> not by much. I mean, it, it's just, it starts with that. I mean, like, I hate to use the a football thing cause it's apples and oranges, but look at the way, you know, uh, you'll look at how like a football team does it where there's constant competition. You know, like Pete Carroll, we mention him sometimes on here because of the coaching and the, uh, you know, way to influence people to get things out of them it's like a, you're they're constant maybe it's a little i know it doesn't make sense because we're talking about football but like nobody out there is fearing for their job when they make mistakes there's no competition i don't know just something to think about when you when you have a bench like that that's like and you can make a, an error or you can go oh for 16 you know and then it's just kind of like Oh, just sit down for a day. You know, the only person that's lost their job is Colton Wong. And it, lately we've seen him out there because they want to get him going because they know that the person that took his job isn't really ready to play every single day. And maybe yeah. never will be. Yeah, I mean, it comes back to early on in the offseason with roster construction. Sure, Dylan Moore was hurt. Caballero was in the minors. You had guys up like Cole Hummel or Cooper Hummel, excuse me, um, you know, and they didn't produce. And um, Colton Long, who you made uh, a trade for to get rid of a guy, and Jesse Winker hasn't been what you expected. And then 
um, Dylan Moore comes back. Uh, at one point, you had Haggerty up. He gets sent down for not doing good. But my point is, with Caballero, Wong, and Dylan Moore, they're almost like the same player. They are the same player. You know, they can play some infield. Moore can play some outfield. They, Their bats aren't at all consistent. But they can steal your base in the late innings. But you only need really one of those guys on a really good, you know, playoff championship caliber team. And uh, right now, the Mariners have three of them in their, you know, one starting and two on the bench. And uh, it's, it's, you know, we always talk about how the bench is so just not a spot where you feel that you can call on somebody to get that big hit. Yeah, Mike Ford did in that first game, and that was awesome to see. Um, he's probably the one guy that doesn't start that can – you know, you can call upon that can put the fear in somebody and possibly hit one out. And again, you're saying Mike Ford's our guy, right? You know, that that's our biggest, biggest, scariest guy off the bench. And this isn't a disrespect to him because he's, he's done it. He hit nine home runs in 31 games. I mean, it's kind of scary to go where would the Mariners be at without his bat, the way they constructed this in the off season, and these, these are the guys up here right now that, again, like, this wasn't the A plan either. I understand that. That was with Cooper Hummel. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Tommy LaStella? I, mean, I forgot about him, thank God. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, you brought him up. Yeah, what yeah, a disaster and, he was. And, again, what it is is Jerry DePoto, Justin Hollander, the Mariners from – top to bottom to, to Scott service to Howard link to everybody. It's like they put so much of their bankroll in nobody regressing. And Jerry DePoto says, no, we, we, we expect regression. And it's like, well, the moves you made sure in the hell don't say that to me. And the other thing I'd like to add to that is they counted on their young players taking that next step forward. Um, sure. You know, Jer uh, Jared Kelnick playing his first full season in the big leagues. I'm sure he had some cup of coffees here and there. Julio playing in his second full season and really Cal playing in his first full season as well. Um, and those guys, Julio's, you know, done Julio things, but he hasn't, you know, gotten to the point where most fans and I would assume the front office thought he would be at. I think Jared Kelnick showed some glimpses and they were really happy with. He's regressed a little bit, but he's kind of right where he should be. Plays, you know, plays great defense along with Julio. Both runs the base as well. I and mean, as far, and yeah, they hustle exactly. And when I mean I run base as well, I mean they can steal your bag. And then Cal, whose first job is really to control the pitching staff, um, but you felt, oh, we've finally got a great hitter as a catcher in our, our system. You know, he's, his swing hasn't been there this year. So that's just – it's just frustrating that they counted so much on, on you know, the young guys and, like you mentioned, the other guys that they uh, brought in. Yeah, and the whole not getting a DH, DH, because all these guys are such good hitters that they're going to DH. Yeah, and rotate that has through. Not, that has not worked out. The most success we've had is by putting a real DH in there. <laughs> you're exactly right and they and in my opinion they they 
they fell on something there or they found something there that they were definitely I that he was not in their plans in my opinion they no. got lucky with what he what he's contributed and really happy for him you know the story about him never making it past uh the 4th of July on a team always being sent down hey I'm happy that he's getting success and and getting a chance Absolutely. but yeah it's it was it's it, the, the the Mariner front office I mean, what what can you say? They've let down the fan base. They did. They they really made a mistake on a year that there were so many bats available, not just the top guys. I mean, we could sit here and get mad about the well, why can't we move JP over because there was a lot of shortstops. Okay, well, there's a lot of bidders out there. Okay, there's there's a lot of people in that comp. That's 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 easier said than done to say that we could land those guys. But that second tier and that third tier, they really screwed up on that. They really, really screwed up on that. And we can go back to old episodes from spring training where we're pretty adamant of like, hey, I'd rather just take hitters, a hitter in general. Just a hitter are the guys that they want to rotate that they say, hey, they're going to play playing the DH position so we can get them out of the field. We're talking about young guys. I get it if we had a 28, 29, and 30 kind of group where you do have to give guys days off, but we don't. Julio, Jared, both young guys. Sure, Teoscar Hernandez, um, a little bit, a bit older. Suarez, a bit older. Ty always gets hurt, um, and, and it affects his game. But if a lot of these DHs that we were talking about that we could have had were in their 30s, some of their mid-30s. You don't think they're going to need days off? It would have all worked. Like, all the math would have worked. Um, you know, A.J. Pollock was their, the biggest answer to all of this, and he hasn't performed. He hasn't answered the call. Jared Kelnick, you know, has arrived, and even when he's regressing, was regressing, and having tough times, it wasn't worth putting AJ Pollock in there because AJ Pollock can't do anything. Yeah, he had a, he had a hit on Friday, big hit on Friday. Yes, he did have a, what a great series back against the A's earlier on in the year, but he's not getting constant at bats at the DH position. He, I guess, he kind of did at the beginning of the year, but there was just so many guys, and I I hate sitting here always and going god what we should have done we didn't and now it's gonna be tough to get another bat and it's it's just one of these things that just really sucks and it's just like something like in a relationship you just can't get over it you know it's just it's one of those things this series i think the ty france and uh, gino were over the series um multiple you know hot, hot, most most of their at, at bats were strikeouts um i didn't look at and add up all their numbers as far as strikeouts uh teo added not a very good series with the bat sure he's helped you out and showed you know pr pretty much teo numbers but everything's magnified and talked about and complained about when you have you know your veteran guys like teo uh, Ty and Gino, 
not giving you what you at least hoped that they could do. And, you know, with the Mariners only having around playing around 500 and teeter tottering on both sides of it for the whole year and expectations. I mean, this is what you get. You get people being very critical and upset about it. You know, you name three names right there to me that had a tough weekend. France, Suarez, Teoscar Hernandez. You know what all those guys have in common? I think if the Mariners become sellers, those are three guys that you might not see in a Mariners uniform because even if they've been struggling here and there, they're very valuable guys to a team. They can, if they can turn it on and get a couple of good months. I mean, those are the guys I think that if you do see the Mariners selling, I think those are the guys that are safe to sell and that you can actually get something for. And that's me talking them up because I do think a Ty France in the right lineup, you know, we saw him hitting seventh today. You see him hitting sixth or seventh in a, in a really good lineup. Uh, you add a, you know, a Eugenio who can be streaky with the power and get it going at some point. And then, you know, Teoscar is Teoscar and, uh, Let's face it, he's a rental to us right now. We're leasing him. So I'm wondering, too, with their erratic and poor performance right now, just at a human level, there might be pressing of, hey, I might not be here next in two weeks. No, I, 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 I take your point and think you're right. Um, it's I, I don't think you're saying this, but it would be hard to believe that they would trade all three. I don't, you're not saying no, that. No, no. Okay. But no, I guess I'm just if saying I, if I'm just saying those would be guys, if I, if we end up selling, those are guys that I definitely think a lot of the teams would be calling and asking for. And those are guys that, whether it be their age or their contracts or whatever, that I wouldn't necessarily be like, this, this is the cornerstone core of the Mariners that we're, we're building with. Long term, yeah. I mean, I guess if I had to rank them, number one would be pretty easy, and probably thinking Teo because he's a free agent at the end of the year. Agreed. Uh, it's hard with it's hard for me to really make a decision on two and three, but I'll just say Ty France maybe number two and Gino number three. But I, I, I don't know what, um, but I, we're gonna find out, uh, like we, you know. By the end of this homestand, it's going to tell us a lot. We got four with another team that's around 500. And then the Toronto Blue Jays coming in. And the way we played this first series, it's it's going to tell uh, Jerry and Justin real quick where they're at. And if they're going to be buyers or sellers or if they're going to be a little of both. It, it feels like the playoffs already for the Mariners <laughs> in a weird way, in a, like a bizarro way. They're sure there's a lot of baseball. Can we get hot? Sure, anybody can, but you, you've you said this. We haven't seen – well, we did see one week, but we've only seen one really good week of baseball, uh, like really good, not the, beyond just a record. We saw them go 7-3 and three in a 10-game homestand, and we've famously been saying that was the weirdest – Seven and three, we've ever seen that we didn't feel good about. 
And then we had uh, how we finished up up into the all-star break. And then you come back out and, and you really, you know. Uh, you got the momentum. You got. Yeah, you squander an opportunity. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, you got the momentum. You got the all-star break and the game in your home city. There's tons of fans all over the city. Mariner gear everywhere. We're like, here we go. And then you come out and for the most part, I mean, it was a dud of a weekend series. Yeah, and look, the Mariners win one more game of the series. Are we on the other side of the fence? Yeah, but that's that's how thin the margin of error is now. And, you know, just laying down some dubs before a team like Toronto, who's playing good right now, just like they did last year in the second half. You know, we we needed to lay down some W's before that, that series because that's going to be a tough series. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. And look, I know this, you know, which sounds like a half an hour of negativity here, but it's it's not negativity, it's it's critical thinking, is what I want to call it. it it's been it's been very warm, it's been very hot, tensions are high with the fans. And the only thing that we've been able to like cool ourselves off with that you can is, you know, that ice cold Mariners lineup. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, like, honestly, if you feel like you are overheating or going into a heat stroke, just grab the Mariners lineup, put on your forehead. If you get an injury, twist your ankle, just put the Mariners ice cold lineup right there on your, uh, on your, on your leg or your knee. I mean, they ought to, they ought to sell this. Like icy hot, that's what the Mariners lineup is like. In this team, is it's, it's icy. It, their lineup is an icy hot. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, they're ice cold, and they turn my temperament very hot watching them. Yes, you're exactly. They right. are. They are icy hot lineup. Uh, no, it's not hot that they get hot. They make you hot from the iciness. That's that's <laughs> what they are. Hi, this is Tom Pachork of the Seattle Mariners inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdom on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. Uh, Be the first Tom, in your neighborhood Tom, to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every jacket. kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No Funny Nose no Glasses. Nose. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. Before we get out of here, Beaver, Miss, we want to wish wish our man, Rick Riz. Rick Riz, man, get better. Uh, maybe he's actually has some time to listen to this podcast to realize that, hey, there's a rye bread and mustard podcast. What the hell is this? Uh, Rick, stay off those ATVs. What are you doing, man? Yeah, and if you get, once you get healthy, come on. If you happen to be listening, yeah. If you haven't heard, or you know, uh, Rick Riz, uh, our legendary announcer, uh, he's going to miss the entire homestand. Uh, 
I guess he got banged up. Uh, according to the Seattle Times article I'm looking right here, the 69-year-old is banged up, but not, but luckily did not suffer any serious injuries. A team spokesperson says Rick is expected to miss at least the remainder of this 10-game homestand. Hopefully, that's it. Um, yeah, so he's going to miss the whole 10-game homestand, and it says at least. Go ahead. So Adam. he's going on the 10-day IL re- retroactive to the All-Star game. Yes, he's on the 10-day IL um, over the All-Star break. Um, I know that he didn't have any uh, duties. I figured his All-Star break would be hanging out down at the ball bar, ballpark, maybe talking over at the uh, over at the play uh, the, the Capital One play ball ballpark or something. I did notice that he wasn't around because it looks like he was out there, what, out on the doom buggies, uh, out in the, I don't know where the hell he was. I mean, they were in Houston after this. Maybe he just went over to, like, Parker, Arizona and just had to had to get out there and do some racing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And, you know, we've all been, at least I have been, looking forward to having Mike Glowers back. Yes. Um, uh, what is going we, on with that? I, I don't know. You know, I read the Mariners PR statement that comes out before every game and there's been a couple times where it says that Mike Flowers will be on the call with Aaron Goldsmith or Dave Sims whoever's you know doing the TV portion and it uh, hasn't come through so hope Mike is getting better we miss him we'd like to have him back um, and for all the other announcers and you know root sports personalities be careful things happen in threes as my grandma used to say <laughs> yeah I, this is you know last <laughs> last year the mariners had pretty good health with the pitching that was the big thing this year obviously we lose robbie ray we've had miller go down with the finger we've seen some injuries in the bullpen marco marco yeah and a close second is the mariners uh, announced team you know, Dave Sims, man, take it, take it easy, take it easy. Out, you know, I, I, I don't want nothing to happen to uh, Sims. No, I mean, they certainly don't want you or me in the booth. With that said, Hanno, you know what time it is. Yeah.